Why did you wait until after the Easter weekend? We wanted to make sure that the modeling was actually uh, showing up in our hospitals. We've seen that now. And it's true, the modeling is showing up in our hospitals, and we've got a lot to to come to grips with over the weekend on how we live our lives here. we got over 4,000 cases. We do have the vaccines. We have a new strategy, and it sounds like it is the correct strategy. We just talked to Dr. David Jacobs. But we have a lot of tension and a lot of concern in our hospitals. What's it like in there? We're going to have a couple of views here tonight, and we're going to begin with Doris Grinspun, who is CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. Doris, welcome. Thank you for joining us on this. Thank you, Arlene, for having me back. All right, Doris, what's it like inside the ICUs? We're seeing the numbers. We're seeing the action on those numbers that there is this ramping down of elected surgery. But uh, I had a a look inside a hospital a few days ago, and they looked very busy to me. And the people who worked there looked exhausted, uh, Doris. Suffocating, Suffocating, Carlene. It's suffocating. It's literally suffocating for patients because Mm -hmm. they're, as you know, they're because they have difficulties breathing, so literally Mm -hmm. suffocating. Staff are exhausted. Staff are, both nurses and doctors, are frustrated to an end degree because this is predictable. This was preventable. And quite frankly, the clipping that you put and that I heard myself, uh, Minister Jones, is aghast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was preventable. You do not create a modeling to then wait until actually it becomes reality, you create the modeling to prevent the mess that we are in. Yeah, I mean, it is obvious when we hear it. Doris, though, we're seeing a pushback against some of these moves. People are people are frustrated. People are seeing things open. What do you think is is the concern right now? Where do you see, I mean, if there's a blockage here and doing what you think needs to be done, where do you see it? Yeah, so I need to tell you, first of all, what I think will happen after this weekend or the actions that okay, go we ahead. take, which we took last weekend, uh, and then it brought to this, uh, to this uh, uh, stay-at-home order. If we see that the malls are full with cars for the so-called essential items that need, people need to pick, then we are going to ask for a curfew. We are going to ask for a full lockdown or a curfew, because right now, Arlene, we have not only your 60-plus in ventilators, you have your 30, 40 years old. And in fact, the numbers on, on kids that are 10 are also increasing, not in ventilators, thankfully. But you saw already uh, in this in, uh, in Quebec, the 16-year-old. I mean, we are in a crisis situation in our violin bigger than, than wave one and two. Bigger than way one and two, because we are with a with a variant that is way way more dangerous. Not only stress faster, it's it's more difficult to deal with. And if we don't take a hold of this soon, we are going to have P1, which is the one that doesn't react as good to the vaccine, and then we are in a bigger in bigger trouble. All right, as you say that you if you are seeing these numbers, if they don't go down. 
and you're going to call, the Nurses Association will call for a curfew. What do you think that will do as you talk about essential services? Because there is a debate. There is a robust conversation. How do you strategically, if you're going to call for that, how do you think that will help based on the data that you're seeing? So what we need to do is two things. One is public health measures, which is the issue of stay at home. The second is rollout of the vaccine, which we are pushing the province as we speak, including half an hour ago, that there are tons of vaccines available. There are 20,000 nurses ready to roll out vaccines. And there are doctors in primary care, nurses in home care. We have an old army that has not been fully utilized. Yes, we have 100 mobile units. That's insufficient. We need to be sending to the warehouses, people to vaccinate on site, because as you know, there is no sick time. We need to send to the food processing plants. We need to vaccinate the teachers so they in the hotspots can continue when the schools reopen, you know, provide that framework of school for kids, which is so necessary, and we may not be able to open them because of the situation. All right, Doris, let me ask you, because you're, you're in there, you're watching, and, and the nurses are seeing this. What are you seeing? You know, you've just given us a run-through here tonight of the age group, 30, 40, 50. We know how this began. I began the whole show with a little uh, go-back in the time machine. You know, on this day, a year ago, it was 483 cases, and we were really disturbed. But, Doris, what are you seeing? Who are these people? Where are they from, and how did they get it? Yeah, these people are people... Uh, in, in one instance, is two people from the same family, husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in other situations, in fact, teachers. We, there already were a couple of teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people that work in the, in the, in the um, warehouses. Uh, there are, like, it's all over now everywhere. And the more it spreads, the more it destroys families. And it destroys the life of individuals, even those that are lucky to come out of it alive. It takes a long time to recover. Many of them takes a long time to recover. That's why they're called, you know, strugglers. Well, they're not. It's uh, long haulers, you know. It's not their fault. This is a nasty, nasty, nasty virus. What do you say to those who say, is there not a different way to do this? And you, you know that argument is out there. Well, is know, there a way to do way, this that doesn't destroy businesses and, and well, can keep things open? What are your thoughts, Doris? Yep. Look at Brazil. That's the other way, where you have grave, you know, mass graves of people that are being one on top of the other, being buried uh, where you have a, a state that is no state anymore. Even the army said goodbye to, to, to Bolsonaro. Is that what we want? Why don't we look at better? Why don't we look at, you know, New Zealand, Australia? They didn't even have a second wave, let alone a third, because people understood, the leadership understood that they needed to do strict measures right away, very sharp, to move to what they called COVID-0, the public understood, and now they're vaccinated at, vaccinating at leisure because, quite frankly, they don't have any rush. So, Doris, yeah, inside the hospitals, what's the feeling there now from your point of view? 
the feeling is, well, if I tell you that in one of the institutions, four mm -hmm. nurses basically said they couldn't handle it anymore, not because uh, they wanted it, but they are, they are just at the point of breaking, of exhaustion. Remember, this has been over mm -hmm. a year, almost 15 months now. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, then you have the frustration that some people think that nothing can happen to them and they mess up the life of everybody else, quite frankly. And on top of that, they quite frankly feel the government is doing too little too late and they just can't handle it anymore. I mean, it's not a chance that 153 doctors sign a letter that over 4,000 people signed the action alert where we begged the premier. You know, Arlene, I called the premier and I felt embarrassed at midnight one day. Mm -hmm. Before the before he called the lockdown because I call mm -hmm. it lockdown. Yeah, and he took your I was call. Embarrassed, but I was desperate because I was yeah. hearing from my colleagues. And you did this recently. I did it uh, two days before he actually take took action. All right. So you, before he did this turnaround, what did you say to him, Doris? It's midnight. The phone rings. I cannot repeat. Right. It embarrasses me even. But it was very strong words and. And I from you, from he, you, strong words. Yeah, but I believe yeah. from me. He never has. I, I, you know what? In, in, mm -hmm. in one occasion in a public meeting, I said to the premier, thank you for putting up with me. Because I don't mean words when I speak with a person alone, when the situation mm -hmm. is very serious. Mm -hmm. And now I'm saying to Ontarians, now I'm saying to Ontarians, we better all behave and stay at home because nurses will fight for a curfew if not because we need to save lives. And Aline, it's not only the lives of people with COVID. It's also those lives, but it's actually now people with cancer, with yeah. heart conditions, that we're canceling yeah. their surgeries because... They I know, I know people this is happening too. I do. You know heart attacks? You know when heart attacks happen for the most? Uh, in the 40s, not in the 50s, yeah. 60s, 70s. So people need to start to watch what they're doing. All right. He may need the hospital for something else, and you may not have that hospital being able to take. All right. I, I have one quick question that I want to get in. You say that, you know, you may call, the association may call for a curfew and, and further action. You've already just told us. You may get on that phone, on the blower, and, and tell the premier how you feel again. But what's your criteria for that? What, what are you looking for before you make that call, Doris? Look, I know that the numbers for the next few days will continue to go up because of what happened last weekend. Last weekend, the most so were. you'll make an adjustment that. for that. Mm -hmm. So we want to see that we see much less movement in this province especially in the hotspots of Peel, Toronto, etc., Ottawa, etc., much less movement in the streets, much less crowded people. I mean, I saw a picture from Kingston now, students in Kingston, all together, no masking. Hard to take. I know. It's, it's really hard to take when I see. I saw the video of the same thing yeah. in the city of Toronto outside of a con condo. Well, Do if people cannot listen and behave by themselves, then they do need a government to impose that on them. I'm sorry. Okay. Because you, want, you want a stronger arm if they don't listen. Well, Doris Greenspan, need thank, me, yes. thank, you, thank you for joining us, Doris. Thank you Take so care. much. All right. Bye -bye. There you go. Uh, Doris is CEO of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario, and there we can feel it in all its form. Anger, frustration, fear, all of it.
is there a little bit of desperation in there? I mean, they're on the front lines. As I said, I had a, I had a, a see-through in a, a hospital the other day, and I didn't want to, but I did. And there were people all over the place, and there were stretchers and all along the hallways. And the, the people who worked there looked so absolutely, they did. They looked exhausted. And people wearing masks, and they were trying to figure out other things that were wrong with them. And it was, it was, wasn't pretty. It was not, it was not pretty. 